Say now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. We are here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon. Spencer is back. How you doing, fella? I'm doing so good. So I want good. you to know that I'm doing so good. You know what it is? It's you got to give the people. <laughs> give the people what they want. That's what it is today, Devon Pouncey. For those that don't know what he's alluding to, and we'll just get straight into win shares. I'm not even going to start off with my announcements. We'll start off with, you know, Simba. Today, Simba was on Jalen and Jacoby. For those that know the intro song to Jalen and Jacoby, that was what we just heard Spencer perform for us here on the podcast. (laughs) Um, But Simba doing his thing right now, obviously a friend of the show. We just had him on the podcast a few weeks back. You can go check that episode out. Um, But he's dropping his album today. Results take time. It is out. Go check it out. Definitely worth the listen. I've been able to get an early sneak peek to it. Um, and obviously a lot of people, he's on a lot of folks' radar. He's killing these freestyles. He just murdered the Funk Flex freestyle platform on Hot 97. He murdered Sway in the morning. His rollout is absolutely crazy. But fortunately for us, we got to be a part of his rollout because uh, he gave the Wake Up and Win podcast a shout-out on Jalen and Jacoby today during his interview. So, uh, you know, shout-out to him first and foremost. That was real dope. And, uh, you know, obviously grateful for the shout-out. He didn't have to do it. He didn't tell me he was going to do it. He called me after the interview to let me know that he did it. And that was a real dope phone call to be able to hear. And then, obviously, to see it over the airwaves was pretty fire. Yo, I was, like, emotionally drained this morning because I had – I got something coming. Wake up and win, listeners. I got, some, I got something coming. All right, all right. So, uh, it's a it's – We'll a, get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. For but sure. I was just like, you know – totally gassed and then i woke up this morning and then i seen that clip online and i'm just going oh what's this click the sound devon pouncy wake up and wait i was like get i'll play the clip i'll play the clip how about that yeah my cousin devon pouncy and he's a he's a big fan of the show and he also got a um a podcast he's doing called wake up and win in portland right now but we was on the phone i said man Jalen, Jalen just followed me man it's, it's going <laughs> up right now <laughs> it's going up so them moments those moments is what keep us going because i remember times when i had two people at the show you know i remember times when i would reach out and wouldn't nobody give me an interview i remember times i would reach out for features and people told me i wasn't hot enough and I'm not the artist right now with a number one album. Well, there you go. You got what you needed to hear. My my low battery notification <laughs> popped up. Charge your phones. Tell it, telling me it was time to cut it off. But no. yeah, that, that just re-energized me, bro. Are yeah. you kidding me? No, that's fire, man. It is the sickest. Yeah, yeah. No, people are definitely rocking with it. My phone's been blowing up. That's the reason why I got the low battery notification. Usually I do charge my phone, but I haven't been able to help it because uh, I've been all over network television today, and so everybody's hitting me up, so I guess I'm learning what it feels like to be a celebrity in this moment. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> Close ev- enough. everybody gets their 15 minutes. That's what Andy Warhol said. I'm trying to get like 15 years. Yeah, bro. yeah, I so, hear you on that. So we're going to keep working on that. Wind shares, man. And you know what? Here's what I love about this segment. WinShares is so tight because ultimately we're going to be able to share wins other people. And it's just going to grow and grow yeah. and grow. But right now, doing what we're doing, sharing our stuff, keeping that momentum, bro, like it is important, man. I mean, it's the it's the message of Simba's album. Results take time. Absolutely. Momentum is in tomorrow night's starting lineup. So you just got to. Keep going. Absolutely. And for all the new listeners that might be coming from ESPN or wherever else on social media, WinShares is just basically we start the episodes off with our announcements. So I'll get into more. I will be on the call this Saturday night. Uh, It'll be the Pacific University Boxers playing at home. It'll be their first home game. So I'm definitely excited about that. You can go check that game out on GoBoxers.com. They'll be playing against Pomona Pitzer from out of Southern California, and you'll be able to hear me on the call. Definitely excited to put the headset back on this year for this season. But tonight, I'm back on the rooftop, baby. I'm DJing at Export Rooftop Bar and Lounge in downtown Portland, atop the city. I took a weekend off from Export. Those of you that have been following the podcast know that 
I was there for about eight weekends straight consecutively. It's been a grind. It's been a hustle, but it's been great. Appreciate everybody that supported the residency up there. But uh, I took a weekend off from there, but I DJed at Bible Club last weekend, and it was fire. And now I'm back at Export tonight, Friday night, and I'll be back both Friday and Saturday night next weekend, and then Bible Club Sunday of next weekend. So a lot going on, a lot on the horizon. If you want to hear me call a game, you can. If you want to hear me spin a vibe, you can do that too. And uh, we're here now. You said you got a win share. Talk well, to yeah, me, man. I mean, also, I mean, before we get into that, but also keep listening to the games because I'm going to be on the calls absolutely throughout the football season, For sure. into the basketball season. Stay tapped in. But uh, Studio Time is the name of a sort of an intimate musical performance series. Is it like Portland's Tiny Desk platform? (laughs) Actually, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Super vibey. Shout out to G. Shout out to Shivalo. Shout out to Rob. Those three cats are doing something awesome. They got something going uh, here in Portland, and they asked me to come dust off the, you know what I'm saying, dust off the old vocal cords and yeah, grab a guitar. Yeah, it's about that time, man. You it's know, about man, that time. Yo, but bro, I'll tell you what, man. It was like, this is what I'm saying. It's like, it, it was really, like, it took a lot out of me. Like, I was a little, not out of practice. I can always just get down. But, right. like, just the, the you know, um, like emotional, you know what I'm saying, like, exhaustion that I feel of just being like, Okay, I got all these people in here, and I got to, you know, I'm trying to perform, and I want to make sure everyone has a good time because it really did feel like a, I don't know, bro, like a private, like party performance sort of thing, dude, like a, like an experience, yeah, like a curated experience. And so there was some, uh, you know, some a, sc- a scattering of audience members, and we got down and played a set, played a couple covers, played a couple originals, and yeah, I'm back. I'm thinking I'm back. I'm thinking I'm back. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to have content dropping. Follow me at Play for Par. Follow me on Twitter, Spliff Van Gundy. I'm going to get hot takes off about sports all year. And, you know, I'm saying. The calls are going to be so fun. I'm so excited to put the headset back on. Yo, me too, bro. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm excited that you get to do football for your first year. Obviously, you and I have done Pacific men's and women's basketball together Mm. for the last couple years. But Pacific football, last year was my first year being on the call for football. This year it'll be yours. You excited about it? What's, yeah, what's, what's going through your mind right now yeah. as you prepare for it? I, I'll tell you what. I'm excited because I want to do – I want to call everything, bro. I want to call pickleball games. I'm yeah. trying to do yeah, it yeah, all. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I am extraordinarily nervous about doing football because football is – the pace is way different from basketball. Yes. And I would say, like, from a commentary uh, – like, a commentator perspective – it's longer. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, obviously the games are longer, but it's like, it's just way more drawn out. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, so, right, 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 right. So right. I, I don't know if I'm funny enough to get joke after joke <laughs> after joke off, but you know what I'm saying? All I'm going to do, man, is just study the game. I'm just going to watch the game as much as I can, and I'm just going to try to be the conduit to what I think the fans, you know what I'm saying, might be feeling. That's all I'm going to try to do. That's all I'm going to try to do. We'll get it done. I'm going to take it easy. You know what I'm saying? Learn as I go on this football. Uh, But basketball, I mean, this next season, I'm coming so correct. We're we're about to. Yeah. We're about to light up this season, bro. (laughs) For sure. Because if you don't know, Pacific University's basketball program is starting to do some things. They're starting to do some things. They're starting to put some stuff together. Watch out for Pacific University women because they might mess around and get themselves a title. Yeah. Yeah, it's very I possible. I agree. So I watch think out for I that. think they'll win it this year. I think they're going to win. I'm it I'm projecting year. them to win it. They win the conference this year. And you know what? Sure. I'm thinking we're not going to have to drive to Washington to go see it. To either. see, it, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a home court advantage in the postseason. Yeah, I think they'll win the regular season conference title. Yeah, I think they win sure. the regular season conference title, within ultimately leads to the top four, make it to the conference tournament. If they do that, they obviously would be the one seed playing against the four seed in the first round of that with home court advantage. And they, if they win that game, that they done. would play the winner of the two three game, who would also have to come to them. So I think yes, I do think they'll win the conference tournament, but I think even more so, I think they'll win the regular season crown this year as well, which would then lead to them being the number one seed in the conference tournament. And so, yeah, I'm excited about it. But let's get into some unfortunate content. It's We started off on a high. Oh, we're talking about Sarver? Yeah. We got to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll start with it. 
Um, for those of you that don't know, many of you I'm sure have, but for those that don't know, Robert Sarver, he is the owner of the Phoenix Suns, also the owner of the Phoenix Mercury, which respectively are the NBA and WNBA teams in Phoenix. Um, he, he did a lot. Yeah. He did a lot. I mean, it's hard for me to just say that there was misconduct, which obviously there was, but I'll just read down some of the things that came about from a Robert Sarver investigation as there started to become complaints about his behavior in position of owner. He talked about a sexual act and condoms at an all-employee meeting, and I'm, and I'm reading this from Ben Golliver. He told a blowjob story in a business meeting. Told a female employee, you've never seen anything this big while preparing to take a shower at a team facility. He emailed pornography to a small group of male employees. He dropped his underwear unnecessarily while a male employee was performing a fitness check on him. He danced pelvis to pelvis with a male employee at a holiday party. He asked a female employee if she got an upgrade, breast augmentation, if you will. He told a pregnant employee that she couldn't continue an assignment because her baby needs their mom and not their father. And I don't even think I've read the part about he said the N-word, at least that we know of. It was found that he said the N-word and used the N-word at least five times. Again, that's just what we know based on the investigation. We don't know how many times the investigation didn't find, which was probably more times than they did find him saying the N-word, especially when you have this list of behaviors to, to go from and to kind of take that stance from. But at least five times we know he said the N-word. And obviously we know that the NBA is 70-plus percent black. It's a predominantly black sport. He only got suspended for one year, and he got a $10 million fine. The LeBron James and Chris Pauls of the like have already come out. They think the punishment isn't sufficient enough for what it is that he's done. I'm going to pass the buck to you here, Spencer. What do you think about all of this? What do you think about the punishment and does it fit the behaviors, if you will? Uh, well, I'll start off by saying that uh, there was an interesting exchange between Howard Beck and Adam Silver uh, uh, during a presser where yeah. Adam Silver said that he feels that the punishment that he handed down was correct or it was severe. He thought it was a severe he, punishment. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I guess I don't know if he exactly he said used fitting. the word severe. Yeah, well, yeah, he he thinks it was, you know, a, a mighty punishment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. And I don't, monetarily speaking, I don't. On paper, obviously, one-year suspension, $10 million. But it's like we're talking about a dude with a B. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> one of those B, B guys. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. And He's so, not an M guy. And so people roasted Howard Beck because he was like, why does this guy get away with that? And it's like, I mean, you know the answer, bro. You know the answer. Tell us. It's because he is a hyper-rich, powerful dude who, when you have a long-standing string of abuses and crap behavior that just, like, obviously is going to go unchecked in so many ways, especially look at, the, look at where most of that stuff occurred, in the workplace where he's got all the power. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. you're not going to be able to, like, do or say anything to this guy who's cutting your checks, or right. at least you wouldn't want to. And that's the reason why I felt like with Adam Silver, he felt that the punishment was severe. But Adam Silver is more at danger in this entire situation than Robert Sarver is, even though Adam Silver was a part of one of the persons that obviously got to say what the the punishment was going to be. But Adam Silver still is beneath the NBA owners. So the reality oh, is yeah. if the NBA owners don't agree to get this guy terminated, which more often than not, they don't because the NBA owners each probably have a whole bunch of dirty laundry as well. That if we get Sarver terminated and all of our dirty laundry comes out, we're all going to end up having to sell our respective yeah. teams. Adam Silver in a it was in a position, in my opinion, to where it was either his job or it was either one year, $10 million, which even the players, the biggest name players all the way up to LeBron James don't agree with. So I feel bad for Silver a little bit in that, in that instance because I understand that 
he doesn't have the power to terminate Sarver. And the ones that do, which I think it would take, I think it would take, I know it would be like upwards of 50% of the owners that it would take to be able to get him terminated. Silver is like, this was the best that I can do unless they lead the charge on termination. And I thought that was an important lesson to learn even when we were going through, you know, the pandemic and we had the George Floyd stuff going on and there was a lot of conversations in regards to what NBA teams or leagues should do or shouldn't be able to do. And while we do put a lot of these, a lot of the power into the hands of the players, the reality is there is a level up that has a bunch more power than they do. And a lot of those happens to be NBA owners who don't usually exude their power in that way. One of the better persons that I do think does that is a Mark, Mark Cuban. Cuban. Yeah. But Mark Cuban is an anomaly as far as I'm concerned when right. it, when we talk about owners he's of like professional a, he's, sports he's leagues. He's a renegade. In, Absolutely. In that sense. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it shows. Like right. you like a lot of people know Mark Cuban because he's that renegade yeah. who couldn't name any other owner in the NBA of any of other the 30 teams in the NBA. Mm -hmm. So, I think it was an interesting dynamic there where obviously it don't take a rocket science to know that I absolutely agree with LeBron James and Chris Paul. I don't think that there was a harsh enough, a harsh enough um, penalty, if you will, or, or punishment, I should say, in that regard. But I also understand a little bit from Adam Silver's standpoint as the NBA commissioner, if he threw the book at Robert Sarver, I think the book would have got thrown right back at him some in some form. As the NBA commissioner. Yeah, they would have crashed down on him. They would have sure. they would have collapsed on him for sure. And he is, I mean, obviously, you know, compared to the last commissioner, rest in peace, Mr. David Stern or whatever, like he's the softy out of the two. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Definitely. And so he's gonna do well not okay. I wouldn't call him the softy. I would I would he I would say he's not the disciplinarian, maybe, that, that David, David Stern, Stern was. was. But I will say in, in other areas, he's been a little bit more like revolutionary in his position as sure. commissioner and more risky. David Stern was able to be at the discipline, disciplinarian that he was because he knew there wasn't really much of a risk he was taking with that. Adam Silver has been a commissioner in the era of LeBron James, who's an athlete like we've yeah. never seen. And Adam Silver, for the most part, has rolled with the punches. He's presiding over a league that looks entirely different than when David Stern was that, doing it. That's the And, point. like, the climate is so different that you can't just be, like, dress code, and it's for these reasons I'm saying the quiet parts out loud, and you're just going to deal with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So, so uh, Silver has to do this thing. Here's the PR move. It, I mean, well, first off, let me back up for a second because, I mean, yeah, I agree with LeBron James because it's workplace abuse. Yes. I, I mean, a, a, a lot a lot of it, most of it. And the workplace is the NBA at large. Obviously, it's his team that he owns and his facilities, blah, blah, blah. But that's what it is. So if there's cycles and patterns of abuse – inside of workplaces, then the people that are perpetrating those should be removed from those workplaces. Right. That is bottom line. Obviously with, you know, billionaire <laughs> NBA team owners, it's going to be a different game that you're playing. But if I'm Adam Silver, I'm immediately going all of that. First off, I'm starting like a completely new, like, you know, uh, commission or team or sort of program that, you know, puts the NBA in the day-to-day -day operations of all of the teams in the NBA at their practice facilities more, you know, integrated into those workplaces. Yeah. So the – and then use that fine money to fund this stuff to try to work cohesively and at the very least have more eyes on – you know, situations that the NBA can be on top of so you don't have these things come out and blindside you. Now you're on a press conference getting grilled by the media. Yeah. So you got to like th – that's what I would do if I was Adam Silver mm -hmm. because the that's the only, you know, tools that you have. You're not going to be able to go to this billionaire owner and be like, you know – that you have to toe the line, blah, blah, blah because he's going to do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. But, but it is still yeah. the NBA and you have to, what, what you, you can't do is that entity. You have to protect that brand because it's bigger than every, you know, it's the reason why we're all here. So it's like, 
if you're Adam Silver, you got to get more of control and show that you're being more proactive and on top of these sorts of things from where the NBA stands. Absolutely. Because, absolutely. because you said, and you're absolutely right, if they decided to air it out, they could air out every team and it would be a Each owner media bloodbath. Right. But right. they aren't doing that probably because they haven't done those investigations. Like they know, uh, but yeah. they don't yeah. know. They don't know for sure. So if for they sure. if they could get closer to a point of knowing I mean, I feel like it at least would be like, we're on your back here. We're on your neck here a little bit. So you have to elevate the standards of how you Behave, operate. Your how business. you conduct. You know yeah, the standards of conduct. Now, sure. it, do I think any of that's going to happen? No. But <laughs> you know <laughs> I what I'm saying? That's, I didn't agree That's with my that. two cents on the matter. For sure. For sure. But yeah, man. I mean, like I said, glad there was a punishment. Don't think it was severe enough. Like I said, that, that's not a hot take. I align with the players who, you know, for the most part, agree in that regard as well. You know, and then you definitely think about and consider, which will just kind of segue into the WNBA. You know, you consider the fact that this isn't just an NBA thing. He also is the owner of the Phoenix Mercury as well, which is obviously Phoenix's team in the W. So to hear about the racial connotations that he used in a predominantly black league like the like the NBA and obviously you got a whole bunch of black women in the W as well but the the W is 100% women and you hear about his behavior towards women in the workplace owning a team that only consists of women in a league that only consists of women I mean he obviously far from reflects what that league is supposed to be and what that league strives to be as a leader, like the W is a leader in a lot of ways when it comes to American sports, being able to take some of those risks that I that I do, I would say LeBron gets a lot of credit for. And again, as I mentioned, Adam Silver kind of being the commissioner during the era of LeBron, he by default has taken some chances that David Stern would have never taken. But the W tend to lead the charge in a lot of that revolutionary stuff that we give the NBA credit for because obviously it's LeBron James and the entity of the NBA is just is just bigger. It's more marketable for a lot of reasons, which we've talked about over time here on this podcast. But, you know, my well wishes goes to all the women in the W that yep. know that he'll be back in a year. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude will be back. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that, I mean, that's tough. And 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 you're absolutely right. Like it, it's such a unified front for players in the W to, you know, attack these issues. Right. And they're the ones taking all the risk. Yeah. Because they're not. They're the ones taking they're the not risk. That... Billionaire LeBron James. Exactly. And so it's just like. It's even more of a risk because of that economic reason. Absolutely, yeah, I, I absolutely. A la Brittany Griner's situation, you know. Yeah. What, that's you know, you look what can happen when people have to go and try to get money in other places and yeah. stuff, and and then they still come back and play for a league to try to you know entertain. It's not even the most p- paid that they get playing basketball. Yeah. A lot of them, yeah, but they still come back because of the 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 banner of the NBA and the WNBA and what. The players, I think, believe in right when it comes to those leagues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. And and, and that's where, you know, it's it gets dicey because you're like, we as fans and we as you know ex athletes like yourself mm-hmm. and and you know people that follow the game or related to it or whatever. Like, we are the ones over time generationally who have built that feeling and that like way of thinking and uh uh and brand of basketball yeah you know what i'm saying like the heart of the game for sure we're the ones that have built that but the you know the powers that be they constantly just do things that are directly against that you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just like it's just heartbreaking for me to the game because you know when you can like Look at the way that the WNBA like playoffs have gone so far this year. Like you're seeing silently some of the best basketball that you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. Overshadowed by like, you know, all these racial and 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 uh gender-based sort of issues. And they're all taking it in stride, all taking it on the chin. 
and yet somehow still finding a way to like continue to grow and to expand upon the meaning of what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the meaning of the league. And like, you have to get behind that. Got you to. have to get behind that financially, you know, from a, from morally a public perception. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like any All way the way that you board. can think of for sure, you got to throw your eggs in that basket because for sure. I mean, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. If you think that those women in the WNBA are going to stop, they're they're coming. Oh yeah, and and I don't know, Robert Sarver. I, I don't know if you if you ready for. I that. don't know if you're ready for that. They packing big dog. a punch, baby. Yeah, they packing I don't a think punch. You're ready for that, big dog. Speaking of packing a punch, I think the knockout punch happens tonight for the Connecticut Sun. It's over. I think the Aces are sweeping them, and the Aces will be WNBA champs. We yeah, talked. We talked about it last they week. That played, they should have They should have played Chicago. Yeah, and and, and it would have been why, a much better series. I agree. It would have been a much be- better series, and that's why I wholeheartedly stand where I stand. That this series is a sweep, baby. Las Vegas is gonna go win on that road. I don't know if you saw the clip of uh, Greg Popovich. He obviously Becky Hammond has been on the Spurs yeah. bench for a long time. She's the head coach of the Vegas Aces now, and Greg Popovich. Went to their last game. They obviously had they had home court advantage, so the first two games were at home, and now they get to go on the road to Connecticut. And Pop basically said, and and he had like Becky Hammond fin- finish the phrase uh, for him. He came in and he told the Aces team the sweetest victories, and he let Becky Hammond finish the uh, finish it off. And she says, "Are on the road." I think it's over. That kind of motivation, no WNBA team is getting every day from a Greg Popovich. You know what I'm saying? Like, like regardless of, you know, you're seeing obviously the growth and the elevation of the sport. You're seeing these leagues become closer and more aligned, which is all super dope. You're seeing the Ja Morants pull up to the game. You're seeing all these NBA players that are coming and supporting these women throughout the playoffs and here in the finals. But Greg Popovich, like that's that's next level stuff. And yeah, that's a name you can trust. <laughs> yeah, that's a name you can trust. And having the motivation of him being able to come in and say the sweetest victories are on the road, I think the Vegas Aces are pulling no punches tonight, and it's gonna be over. It's I mean, over. I mean, how else would you make lifelong memories in Connecticut? You know what I mean? Like you gotta figure <laughs> something out. You gotta figure something out. Play for play for uh, play champion. for UConn. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how you get him. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Gino how you get him. Play yeah, for him. Play. You'll get some lifelong memories yeah. winning championships yeah. there. And, 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 <laughs> and, and those memories won't be losing basketball games very often. Not often sure. at all. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's the move well, right there. All right, let's 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 tap in. Then we're gonna we, we definitely got to check that game out tonight. You yeah, know, I think so. it's a wrap though. Like I said, I mean, too much, know, too much, too much, too big much. Three. Kelsey Gray doesn't know how to shoot less than 50% from the field. Chelsea Gray, excuse me. I got a best friend named Kelsey. Shout out to you, Kelsey. Chelsea Gray doesn't know how to shoot less than 50% from the field Wherever on any she's night. At. Wherever she's at, too. Yeah, I mean. And she's going bonkers. They they attack. They, they, they have on offense up to almost four levels of, yeah, off, like of attack that yeah. is just too much. It's too much. It's too much. And the fact that she also is a point guard, like she just she she knows how to get everybody involved in ways that make buckets for her easy. Like like she weaponizes her teammates, if you will. She makes them become the biggest threat that they could possibly be. And it's just giving her phenomenal looks. She's setting herself up by setting them up. You know what I'm saying? Like she'll set Kelsey Plum up. She'll set Asia Wilson up. But the whole time, in the back of her mind, she knows by me setting them up and me putting the attention on them by what I do as a distributor, as a point guard in in particular, it's just opening up for me to get all the looks that I want. And then I'm Chelsea Gray. Once I catch rhythm, it's just nothing you're going to be able to do about it because I'm like that. Yeah. And I've been like that. I talked about last week. I've I watched her play. I've been watching her play since she was in high school. She's been like that. You know what I'm saying? So for her, just the way that that she's approaching these games and the way that she's able to still play alongside an MVP and an all-star in Kelsey Plum and still be able to like do her thing in such an efficient way, 
She's a special, special talent. Giving me Chris Paul vibes in a real way. I was just about to ask me you, Chris what's Paul. your uh, comparison? Chris Paul. Chris Paul? Chris Paul. Because Chris Paul is great at that, too. He obviously knows how to run an offense. He he sets up guys. He puts guys in a position to be able to score. But he knows, like, if I got to put him up, I can put him up. So the best way to put myself in the position to put him up is by getting all the attention off me because – once I get my ones, oh, it's bad for whoever's guarding you know, now that I'm, I'm really that good. Now that I'm thinking about it, she does have that downhill in and out dribble that looks yeah. very much like Chris Paul. Chris Paul, bro. That's all Chris Paul. <laughs> that's Chris. Yeah, that's his. That's Her his game, game is Chris Paul, bro. Yeah, they're going to be a force for a long, I think, oh, yeah. for a long time. I agree. I mean, I don't, I, easily they could go back to back. I agree. They're, 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 they're so good that they could three-peat. Has there ever been a three-peat in the WNBA? I think uh, the Sparks might have did it a while back in, like, the Lisa Leslie days Maybe. type stuff. Maybe. But I think, I think like, late 90s, early 2000s, somewhere around there, the Sparks might have did it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 they're nasty. Yeah, they're, they're here to I mean, stay. We were they are here to stay. I, I remember if we were talking about it on the podcast or whatever, but it's just like, look at what you can do. This is a brand-new team, essentially. With young gunners. Yeah. They built this amazing championship team that. 97 oh. to 2000. The Sparks? The Comets. The Comets. I know it was somebody, but yeah, it was late, like I said, late 90s, early 2000s. I just said the wrong team. So, four yeah. in a row is the not Comets. Easy, at dude. All. At all. Wow. That at all. That wow. don't even happen in the NBA. <laughs> Never. That, yeah, ne- three-peat is all we know in, yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. You know and what even, I mean? That's, that's Jordan like, might have been the closest to do it, but he retired. Bro, I think a three-peat is ancient history now in the NBA. Yeah, it, it's just yeah, not. It happen again, huh? Any it, night you could get you could jumped get in an alley, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude? It's not sweet out here in the NBA at all. For sure. God, I can't wait. Football season, though, has been, week one was nice, bro. Week uh, one was nice. I'm glad the NFL is back. I, we, but we, I'm mad at Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah, he kind of. <laughs> but he's inconsistent, bro. He has been for a long time. Um, you know, we've seen the highs of highs and we've seen the lows of lows with him. But I will say beyond just being inconsistent, like, thank God for Devontae Adams because he's really like that, which he showed, had a phenomenal game numbers-wise in that game. But but we got other targets, bro. We got Waller. We got Renfro. Even, even you know, our backs actually are pretty good receivers out of the backfield. But he just had his eyes fixated on Devontae Adams and threw three picks because of it. They knew where he was going. They knew where he was throwing the ball. And, you know, some now I will say some of those throws were just like underthrows, if you will, on those interceptions. But like folks knew where they knew where to be <laughs> on those underthrows and they were there. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's still Raider Nation on mine. But I am definitely glad that that, you know, the NFL is back. Thursday night football tonight, AFC West matchup, Chargers, Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs after what I saw from Patrick Mahomes yeah. last weekend. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, he went crazy. <laughs> he's, yeah, I got the Chiefs. He's got, a, he's got a chip on his shoulder, and I don't really know when the last time Patrick Mahomes had a chip on his shoulder. The What are you talking about the last time? This dude's been in the league like for like a blink of an eye, it's yeah. Seems. But he also, he's already a but he Super also, Bowl champion. He's a Super Bowl MVP. champion. He went to consecutive Super Bowls, MVP. But he also like Mr. Moneybags Mahomes. He he also, I think, every year you knew he was at least going to get to the conference title game. Totally. You know what I'm saying? For the last five years, damn near. Like you know, like he's not getting nowhere less than a conference title game. But I think this year it's more so the team is so different outside of obviously the old reliable Travis Kelsey, but the team is much different. You don't have Cheetah. You don't have Hunt. Like, you don't have a lot of guys who, you know, play significant roles on those teams as well. So I think the chip is more so that, oh, y'all think that I need X, Y, and Z to get this done? Obviously, you got to – it's a team sport. You got to have good players around you. But – Mahomes has been the reason that team has been so good 
And a lot of those guys were a, were the recipient of the greatness of Patrick Mahomes to be able to come the names that they've become throughout their NFL career. Like, he was the primary reason for a lot of the success that a lot of those guys had. And people are trying to kind of slight him as if that's not the case. And I think he's he's got something to prove. I mean, he's so mobile. He moves around so well. He makes freakish plays. Like, he buys time yeah. that – no other quarterback in the league can buy as consistent as he can buy that time to allow his targets to be able to get open. And then, obviously, he's an accurate thrower of the ball as well. It's just like he's such a special talent at that position. There may not be anybody as a complete package that we've ever seen that has been more talented overall as Patrick Mahomes in the history of the game. Well, I first want to say... There are better quarterbacks. I mean, Brady's, you know you, what I mean? They're, definitely. They're better throw. I mean, there's guys with stronger arms that might throw it a little bit better like a Dan Marino. But, like, as far as the complete package, we might not have seen a more dynamic, talented quarterback ever yeah, than he, Patrick Mahomes. He's the Steph Curry of the NFL, and it's really for this reason. First off, you definitely need talent going downfield. Absolutely. Especially in today's NFL, where sure. everywhere you look, there's, like... All defensive caliber pass rushers on like every team. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how good so many guys are. And quarterbacks are already getting smacked yeah. by dudes. And so you got to have that. But the reason why, I mean, you just nailed it. Patrick Mahomes is so talented and he's on his feet and stuff. He's so good. Uh, and he's a quick decision maker. That's the big thing that I see. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you sure. have all the tools to be able to execute your decisions. Yeah. But it's his quick decision making coupled with that freakish athleticism that yeah. makes him that Steph Curry. But what's the what's the the thing that, that prevented Steph Curry early in his career is he, those quick decisions led to mistakes. Right. Rushing. Right. And then it's, you know, games get away from you and then, you know, you barely miss out or whatever. So that's, I think, what he's going to have to work through now. I think he's there now. And that's why I think he's going to have the night he's going to have tonight. He had the game that he had in week one. I think the the NFL has completely slowed down for Patrick Mahomes in a way that it completely slowed down for Steph Curry. And I think this is the year, while everybody's on the Josh Allen wave, rightfully so, because it's Josh Allen for crying out loud, it's like he's the guy that I think he's coming out to say, this game is mine. It's it's far too slow for me. That's not my way of saying that he's going to win a Super Bowl this season, but that's my way of saying you don't want to have to go, go through him to win a Super Bowl this year. <laughs> like No, no, he's because too, he's come, too he's, dynamic he's, and he's unpredictable. He's too dynamic and unpredictable, and he's coming to let the world know I'm really him. I'm him, 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 him. Like I said last week, so you, you think that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowls? No, I, I think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, I think the Bills are going. And which I said last week, I told you how the Bills were coming this year because I think the Bills are a more complete team, definitely, than the Chiefs. They are, they are, and, and I think Jalen, Josh Allen is really, really like that. And we learned that when he went head to head with Patrick Mahomes in the postseason last year, and what I said was obviously a devastating loss for them, which is why I told you on last week's podcast. They were going to be absolute hellraisers for the Los Angeles Rams in week one, who was a little bit meaty after winning a Super Bowl last year, having a little bit of Super Bowl hangover. I think the Bills are the more complete team, and Josh Allen is good enough, great enough even, to be able to compete with Mahomes without just being drastically outdueled. But I think there's other aspects of the team that that's going to make the Bills. This is the Bills' year, in my opinion. I mean, I hope so. How do you go to four Super Bowls in a row as a franchise and lose all four of them? That's yeah, that's, that's nasty. That's tough. All I'll say is, is that's that, tough. you know, the thing about Mahomes, bro, like I'm saying, is like. Look at him getting busy oh, out getting there getting busy right, right there. Huh. Oh, my. I'm we're watching you. the game right now. I'm telling you I'm what tell, I know. All, all I'm saying I'm is. I'm telling you what I know. I'll take Josh. I'll, <laughs> yeah, we're watching the game I'll, while we're recording I'll the take, podcast. I'll for those take of you. Josh Allen. I'll take Josh <laughs> Allen over Patrick Mahomes in that I'll take a couple less ticks on mobility to get up durability. That dude, Josh Allen, is a unit. You Special. see how he was stiff-arming cats and toss them to the deck? See, Special. Mahomes, like I said, these pass rushers, these edge rusher guys now, he could be They're running out. backs. He, he could, <laughs> they're fullbacks, damn it. They're fullbacks, Bro, yeah. He, he could be spinning out the pocket one day and just get clapped, and he could get real hurt. I don't yeah. see Josh Allen getting, like, really messed up by some of these. Because he's bigger than these cats. 
It's too easy. Yeah, like I said, the game has slowed down for Mahomes, and and it's done the same for Steph Curry. So I get right. what you're saying. Yeah, where the, I think Mahomes is now at that point of his career where the NFL is entirely slowed down for him, and he's just going to be able to have his way this year. And he's been having his way. It's just again we credit a lot of other a lot of the talent that he had around him for him having his way, and we still saw him make mistakes from time to time, as you alluded to. But uh. uh yeah, I think he's ready this year. I mean, <laughs> I think he's ready, hey, bro. This year. You know what, man? A quarter, <laughs> he's got a, something to say. A quarter of a billion dollars can offer a lot of clarity. Well, and he a lot got of more peace. than that, didn't he? Didn't he get like a damn near a half a billion? <laughs> was it? Like over a lot of years, though. Like damn near ten years. It was something crazy. He got a lifetime damn near contract. Yeah, yeah. He didn't get a lifetime. He not literal. Not like in the a- literal sense, but. Yeah, he got a crazy. Dude, crazy he got bag. like a lifetime, like sneaker company contract, basically, like just a bonkers amount of money. But if you're watching the game, uh, you can see why, because that boy is nice. He is nice with it. I like me some Patrick Mahomes. I'll go out on a limb and I'll say that um, he signed a ten-year, four hundred fifty million dollar deal. Sorry, half That's a billion. That's damn near me, half a billion, correct, quarter billion, myself. my ass. Half and quarter billion his ass too. <laughs> <laughs> Put some respect on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and obviously, like neither one of these. I, I want to see them both lose tonight or tie. I don't want to see the team win tonight. It's right. two AFC West teams. <laughs> They're both in my division. Lose or tie tonight. <laughs> yeah, not gonna happen. I want to see them lose. You'll never hear me say I want to see the Chargers win. You'll never hear me say I want to see the Chiefs win. Lose or tie, both of you. Yeah, well, to quote, to quote, to quote Jalen Rose, not gonna be able to do it. <laughs> okay, not gonna happen. They're about to light these fools up for at least two touchdown wins. Oh man, yeah, for sure. What you listening to musically, man? Let's take it away from sports for a little bit. I'm still on Jid's album. Yeah, I finally listened to that album this week. Literally, like in the last couple of days, and oh my gosh, it is special. It's special. The production is special. It's special. He's rapping his ass off. Yes, he. He's is. one of those guys that and his like artistry is amazing. You're not gonna like think right away that he's like one of the best in the game, but if you came like toe to toe with him and like had to outrap him, I don't think anybody really could. Yeah, you good luck. You wouldn't beat him. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't think. Like, maybe Simba. I don't know. Yeah, because that guy's Simba, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about Simba. Simba is me. now officially the best, at least today, radio freestyler that is going. Yeah, I mean, that's in not, the game. Obviously, he wants much more than that, and that's great. Yeah, but absolutely. I listen to a lot of radio freestyles over the years. Yes. Especially on Hot 97. And the impact that he can make and the shit that he can say and get away with and make like cultural moments on yes. these radio shows is unlike anything I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen anybody. The only guy that I've seen in a completely different way be able to come into a, that set setting and do something like no one else can do is rest in peace, Sean Price. But Simba is just on a different level, bro. Like, he is. And you go and scroll the comments, man. Like people are... People want to hear that. They don't want to hear yeah. like triplet rap anymore. I Definitely, think. no. They still it, want those it, beats though. Yeah, they do want. Yeah, yeah. I, still I, we got to move. Beats. We got to move. I'm looking at you, DJ Pounds. Yeah, yeah. I make a move every weekend, baby. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I make a move. I already, like I said, I've listened to his album, so I know the records. Also, that I'm gonna uh, let fly. I'm like tentatively dipping into uh, Age Sex Location. Okay. Ari Lennox. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. love. I'm straight up. I mean, love, she, I'm straight up in love with yeah, Ari she's Lennox. The truth. So like, Ari Lennox and Shea Butter Baby is like still one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. And from the very first time I heard it, I was like, oh, this is to me a top 25 R&B. She's album the real time. thing. She's and so I'm like, I'm being, I'm being careful about it because I know I saw that uh, pressure video and I Herbie? just. And I just had to, you know, yeah. take a minute. Yeah, that's on me. I had to take a break. Pressure. I had to look away for a second. I'm sorry, Ari. It was distracting me from. No, she's beautiful. Work that she I had is to gorgeous. And she, indeed. I just love. She just. She just sings, man. She just sings like a lot of singers. They'll just. They have like their little set of like riffs and runs that they yeah. use like all the time. Yeah. And you're like. 
a lot of times to me it's like ah, I kind of gets a little old or I want to hear a little bit more. But Ari Lennox, her bag of runs is it's, not as deep as a lot of singers out here. But she's just so pure and powerful yeah. that you're just like, yeah, it is I want to hear that run. It's again. powerful. Run that run it, back. It, it 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 gives me it gives me Jasmine Sullivan. Ooh, okay. That's a well. I mean, Jasmine. I, Jasmine Jasmine's runs are the greatest, got, in my yeah, opinion. She's got Jasmine, like an art, like Jasmine. Jazz, which, uh, like, obviously, I'm speaking, and Jasmine Sullivan is already up here, and Ari Lennox is striving to be that. But Jasmine Sullivan, her runs. Oh, I'm not I, saying. I'm not saying. I don't, I'm I speaking don't more particular to. The the power in her runs. That's it. I'm not speaking to like them making the same type of music. Jasmine Sullivan's runs have absolute horsepower, and I think, are, <laughs> but I think they are a little bit more diverse in that regard. Yeah, like, she's I got think, way more. I think she's got a bigger facility. bag, but yeah. her runs have absolute a lot horsepower. More dexterity. I, I think, think Ari Lennox with with less. The, right, that's what she doesn't have, which is why I said she's striving to become what Jasmine Sullivan is. Like Jasmine Sullivan is the big dog in that regard when it comes to runs. I don't know, bro. I, I don't know, man. If you listen to that Beyonce album, Beyonce is queen. still the, the queen. queen of runs, dude. <laughs> That's the queen. She That's got the that. Queen. What's that? That's What's that? Plastic off the sofa? I ain't going to argue that. Did you, hear the, that. did you hear the run she was hitting I ain't, on I ain't that? Argue. I'm not arguing nothing about Beyonce, bro. You got it. She might be. You got it, champ. <laughs> Herbert out there throwing dots. He's out there throwing dots, huh? Five to six first drive already. Yo, we really need to just do like game companions, bro. That's really how y'all feeling about y'all fantasy teams. I'm feeling fantastic, dude. And in in the league that we're in, obviously D Boy's in here right now. For those of y'all that don't know, but we're all us three are in the same league together. I feel great. I think that if I can just get over on Chauncey. Then I'm gonna take third. Just, just get me in the playoffs. That'll get me. Just get me in the playoffs. Oh, it's five, six, six, six in the playoffs. Oh, so I'm what, there. I'm, first, I'm playing. So what? First two teams get a bye, or top, top, yeah, teams one and two probably get a bye, and then it's gonna be us and three then, and Chauncey. And and Credit Chris, Chris. Chris. I He's think Chef Kenny's gonna work his way in there. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not taking my eyes off of uh, Angel. Angel, I, Angel's yeah, got a nice that's a squad. good call. Yeah, <laughs> Finish Dre Terry salad, bro. Dad, you're done. My dad's seems name is the Vistacats. And good luck. Yo, what? Shout, <laughs> shout out, though. Shout out. But Pops is in the league, He's though. The Pops is rocking. He's, in the, He's in the league with us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's in the mix. Yeah, bro, I put up 135 points last week, and I didn't start Josh Allen. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah, and Josh Allen went bonkers he last went week. Bonkers. <laughs> he went bonkers. I beat my opponent by 50 he points. He went bonkers last week. And that's also another reason why I think uh, – this what we're watching right now is another reason why I think the Bills are going to win. I think Mahomes being in the AFC West as well, it, it, it's it's going to have some wear and tear. It's the toughest division yep. in the NFL. Yep. So I think you you tack that on to the fact that again, obviously he's especially a threat. If Carr can get his he's act a, together. He's a threat against anybody, but being that Mahomes is in the AFC West. That's going to have some wear and tear having to play against you those know, teams and, twice a year. You know, and that's, you know what I'm well, saying? Yeah, and I, mean, I think Buffalo only, doesn't have that dynamic only, you, to worry about. You're only playing the Raiders once because, like, dude, Derek Carr has always done this, man. <laughs> no, doesn't he, though? Hey, he man, starts this off. Is, this is a no Raider slander podcast, bro. It's, watch your mouth. <laughs> I, no, I'm, listen, listen, I'm not slandering. This I'm is a no Raider slander hey, podcast. Hey, not, watch your I'm, mouth. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. This is the silver I'm, and black wake up and win podcast I'm, I'm, baby I'm asking you I'm asking you, you. Uh huh. does he not when he goes on stretches of like having good games consecutively do they not last no more than like four or five weeks off he's inconsistent bro That's, so it's like you're really only playing them once if he doesn't show up and Patrick Mahomes is gonna hey sp- but but at least he ain't not playing them at all which again I think speaks to the wear and tear if he got to catch Derek Carr on a good day, good luck. 
Yeah, he can. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he got to catch him on a good day, good luck. And the fact that you always at least run that risk where who Buffalo got to play the Jets or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? In the AFC East over there. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got games that you could take off and win. Yeah, they're walking the dog, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think, you know, I think the Bills are going to take it this year. I think they're. They're they're top of the line, and, and and again, I think the hunger is there for them in a different way after the way that they went out last season. Anything yeah, it's, else? It's it's destiny for them. I for think. sure, for sure. Uh, just stay tuned, man. Follow me and play Keep for it party. locked, baby. On Twitter, stay tuned. We got music coming. D boy got music. Co- Everybody got music coming. Go Everybody buy a newspaper from a Street Roots vendor. Subscribe to the Street Roots podcast. Absolutely. Free BG. Free BG. I mean, always you know. until she, free BG until it's backwards. And 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 uh, uh, Joe Biden said he was talking to uh, the families. I don't know what they exactly that that was trying to signal. Like he's still tapped in, or maybe they're trying to work on. I mean, I Senator, Senator Wyden told me the same thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That they're basically, you know, when I interviewed him on this podcast couple weeks ago he basically told me that they want to take the family's lead which i think is obviously the safe thing to say and technically it is the right thing to do because the reality of it is while yes we need to continue to make this demand and we need to utilize our voices in demanding her to get home as senator wyden called it it's a roar of just for justice when we all utilize our voices there is Clearly, now that we know that she's got the book thrown at her, that she's essentially a political pawn, there is still some risk in regards to getting her home now. So we do have to be strategic because if we just move any old kind of way, who's affected most if she doesn't make it based on our movements uh is her family. So I I understand what Biden is saying. Obviously, like I said, Biden told me the same thing right here on this podcast. It's like you got to kind of go with what the family wants first because first and foremost, they want her to be alive and safe so that she could make it home rather than you move recklessly and her life gets caught in the midst of that and now she'll never get to see her family again. Her never, her family never gets to see her again. So I, 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 I understand that. While yeah. we can continue to demand sure. in the positions we are in and with the platforms that we have, I understand I want to move at the beat of the family's drum because – we have to move carefully because she's theirs. You There's know a lot of saying? red tape so, that could get tank. Absolutely, get people we're already yeah. beefing with this country that yeah. she's in. It's been like beef. you know what I mean. There's a lot of risk that also comes with right. bringing her home. That I do think doesn't get talked about enough throughout all of this because we are making that demand. So yeah, f- go with what the family wants. You know what I mean. They have their attorneys, and I, I don't know what the communication is between her and her family right now, but you do kind of got to operate with the way that they want things to operate because you just want to make sure that even if I'm, this would be super unfortunate, but even if it was 10 years from now that we would be able to get Brittany Griner home, I'd rather be home in 10 years from now in than never piece. making it home at all. In one piece, exactly, yeah. than not being able to make it home at all because we moved kind of recklessly and her life got caught in the middle of that. Yeah, we're going to keep hitting it here at the podcast. We're going to keep free, saying free BG until it's backwards. For, for sure. On that note, we're going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and go win. Yeah.